Welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast, where we're here to help you land your dream job. So if at any time during this episode you find any value, please make sure you take a screenshot and you share it with a friend. And don't forget, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. That will mean the world. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today I have a special guest for you. I have Kaylin Studi. She is the owner of South Street and & Company, and they are a marketing agency. And I'm very excited to have Kaylin on the show because marketing applies to every single student, any major, I don't care. But we will talk about marketing as a degree, and we will talk about marketing as marketing yourself. So without further ado, Kaylin, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? So good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I am excited. I love marketing and I think marketing is such an important topic for students because they need to learn how to market themselves. But before we dive into this whole topic of marketing, I want to know more about you. Like tell, share us a little bit about you, your story and why marketing? Yeah. Okay. So Originally, so I came to UCF and um, I grew up in a small town, so I wanted to get away and applied to UCF. And I originally started because I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. And I kind of, so I took all of the science classes, all of the math classes, and guess what? I hate science and math. So I was like, okay, what am I doing with my life right now? So my aunt was a physical therapist, and um, back in the day when she went to school, it was a four-year degree, and then when I was studying it, it turned into a doctorate, and I was like, you know, I don't really know if I want to go to school to get my doctorate because I like talking to people, and I, I liked school, but I liked doing things like outside and helping people and coming up with strategies and things like that. So I worked at this job and it was at Bath and Body Works and it was at the Florida mall and we had a lot of visitors, a lot of people from out of the States. And I remember that when I worked there, they always gave us goals and we had to sell, if you're familiar with those little like pocket backs or like the dollar little hand sanitizers that you can add. And so we had a goal to sell 50 and I sold a hundred. And then we had another goal a different day to sell these three perfumes. And it would be, if I had to describe them, I would describe them as overly floral and maybe something that your grandma would like to wear. (laughs) And we could not sell these perfumes for the life of us. And on this day, it was buy one, get two for free instead of buy two, get one for free. And so the manager said, you know, I really want to challenge everyone and whomever can sell these three perfumes, which was really only one, you'll be the winner of the day. And I was like, okay, all right, let's do this. So throughout the day, different people came in and there's this one lady who didn't speak any English and she came in with her daughter-in-law who translated for her. And her daughter-in-law said that she just wanted something to make herself feel beautiful And so I was like, okay, so I brought her over to this section and I showed her all these products and she loved them. And I was like, you know, there's something else that I think you might like. So I brought her over to this one display with these three perfumes on it. And I sprayed it on a little piece of paper, waved it around for a second and said, here you go. And she loved it. And she ended up getting all three, of course. 
So then I started thinking, well, maybe I should look into PR, advertising, or marketing. And I looked into PR and I was like, I don't know if that's 100% what I want to do. And I looked into marketing and I ended up changing my major after a year. So graduated from UCF with a marketing degree and then looked for a job everywhere except for Orlando, found one here. My parents joked that I was a professional interviewer. I think I went on no less than 30 interviews and I got a lot of job offers, but I was really picky and I didn't want to take them because it was in the real world per se, sales and marketing are kind of seen as like almost the same thing but they're really not. Marketing is very different and sales is very different, but they're still related. So believe it or not, I found my first job on Craigslist. <laughs> and I was serving my way through college and that's how I helped myself pay for it. And I said, you know, I love serving, but this isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I sat on the couch and I said, I'm not getting up off of here until I send out 30 resumes. And one of the places that I sent resumes was Craigslist. So I was like, you know, my friend found a job on Craigslist and she's still alive. So I think that I'm able to do this too. So I sent out the resume. It was the easiest interview that I had. And it was for a dermatologist who was local to the Orlando area. So um, he was looking for someone to help take them to the next level. And um, I ended up negotiating everything starting like two weeks later. And I remember walking into work that day that I got the offer and I had the biggest smile on my face. And one of the bartenders was like, Kaylin, what's going on with you? Why do you have a smile at the beginning of your shift? And I'm like, yes, what? I told everyone that I got the job and he's like, okay, get it. You're out of here in two weeks, right? I'm like, you better believe it. <laughs> so I ended up helping um, the dermatologist in the first six months I came in and helped them rebrand the whole company, new logo, slogan, colors, a new website. And then implemented for the first time social media marketing, email marketing, blogging, and um, some SEO as well. So um, the other half of my job besides that was helping him meet with doctors who did refer or who could refer. So at that time when I started, right after I graduated, he had 10 offices. So every week I would go to a different office and meet like internal doctors, pediatricians, people that would refer to the dermatologist and basically establish that relationship with them as kind of like their point of contact and the representative of the company. So over the two and a half years of doing that, um, I helped them double in size. So when I left, they had 20 offices, 17 in central Florida and three out of state. And I think around year, a year and a half in, maybe almost two years, I just felt like I had reached a plateau. He, it got to the point where he grew so fast, the marketing budget just declined. And so he was like, I just want you to go out and meet with doctors. And I liked doing that, but I didn't love it. So my parents had always been advocates of being an entrepreneur. And they were like, well, why don't you start your own thing? And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. So I applied to some jobs. None of them worked out. And so I got my first client in February 2014, and I'm still working with her today. And I helped her revamp her whole website, um, hone into her SEO and with her social media as well. And then um, that summer, I really got serious about everything, came up with my name, designed my branding. And then I got into a daytime networking group that really helped be the catalyst that helped me leave and put in my notice to that company. So it took me about a year to build everything up for people to trust me and to get my, my name out there to where people would refer their friends and their colleagues to me. And then after that, um, I basically 
hit the ground running, put in my two weeks notice in March, 2015. And that's, so it's been about four and a half years now. That is such an amazing story, Caitlin. Like that is amazing. The fact that, you know, one, you had multiple job offers and, and then you decided to take a job from Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> the second one, the fact that you, you started essentially running a marketing department for a, you know, multiple offices without, you know, any real experience on marketing and you were able to figure it out. And then from there, be able to build a marketing company that is now, you know, over four years old, you, you know, most businesses don't even reach their first year, let alone you're about to get to your fifth year. Um, that's amazing. So I have a couple of questions about your story. Okay. One is why did you think, you know, you had, why working for a small company versus a large company as your first job? You know, a lot of people ask me, why didn't you just go into an agency or apply to an agency? I really just never thought about it. I really never thought about it. I just wanted something where I could be creative and I wanted to do marketing. Like as an example, I applied to Verizon when I got out of school and it was like a marketing position, but it was actually a sales rep in the office. And a lot of these positions that I applied to said that it was like a marketing coordinator or like a marketing person, but it really wasn't. It was sales. And I, I like doing sales, but I like it in conjunction with marketing. So I think I just never thought about that. But when I saw this opportunity, I felt like it was just meant to be because this is everything that I wanted. Uh, we negotiated my salary. I ended up helping and getting a company car, a company phone and a company credit card. And I mean, that was pretty incredible for my first job. And where did, how did you, you know, learn to do marketing? I mean, I know we went to college, you know, I was a marketing major as well, but I don't know that I could have, you know, even though I took marketing classes, could have really started out, run a whole marketing department and be able to help them double in size. Like you had to do some learning outside because of marketing growing so fast. Like we didn't learn a lot of social media in college yet. No, so right. I don't remember really even talking about it. We talked about the, about the four P's, but mm -hmm. where did you learn social media management? Um, and everything else that now marketing, now that you do with a marketing agency that you didn't learn in college. It was a lot of reading. I did a ton of research. When I was driving in the car to different offices, I listened to podcasts. So it was a lot of external research on my own. And honestly, it was a lot of trial and error too. So the doctor was really smart. And I'm so grateful that I got this opportunity because I wouldn't have been able to do this at any company. You know, Not everyone trusts someone who just graduated from college to come in and help them with their marketing. So the fact that he saw that in me, I'm so grateful too. But he also gave me swim lanes. So he said, okay, don't want to do this. Don't want to do this. Don't want to do this. Don't even ask me. So I was like, okay, no problem. We won't talk about that. So I just came to the table with different ideas. And I think I was so excited to help him and to look up different ways to help expand the business. But it was a ton of reading, a ton of doing research. I followed a lot of blogs and I basically just found industry leaders and followed them and learned from them. But it was also a lot of trial and error, like I said, too. So what advice do you have for a student right now, right? He's a junior. He just got into his major. 
and they want to, you know, work for a marketing agency, what do they need to know now or start what soft skills and technical skills should they be focusing now to be able to then impress and be the ideal candidate for a marketing agency upon graduation? That's a great question. So right now, what I would really, really tell people to start working on is get certified in some of the core things. Google Analytics is a core thing. If you know about SEO, that sets you apart from 90% of the applicants because they're not going to take time to go through that. Google AdWords is also a great thing to know because AdWords and SEO tie in hand in hand. HubSpot certifications are always great as well because they're an inbound marketing leader. And um, they also have YouTube Academy. I mean, I think you get Udemy or um, let's see the other one, Linda for free at UCF too. So anything that they can start doing as far as to try to make themselves better, that's going to set them apart from the other people applying to the job. And then I also think that you don't always have to take. So I think that you should look at the opportunity as a whole. And I think that you should also go for internships, paid or unpaid, depending on what you can do. In college, I was able to work and go to school, so I had the only internships I had were unpaid internships, but guess what? Those unpaid internships taught me what I did not want to do, and the good thing is I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have anything that would tie me to that position because I found that out in school, and I found out exactly what I didn't want to do, and I think that having an internship brings you experience having that certificate will really help you. And as far as like personality traits or soft skills that people should have, I think being open to learning, that's a huge one, but also being able to come to the table with ideas. So many people, they're just like doing the work and maybe not coming to the table with ideas. And that's really going to help set you apart when it comes to differentiating you from other people in the position or even at your internship as well, because internships often lead to employment too. So when we went into school, um, that was, what is it, six, seven years ago. <laughs> or then online marketing was just like, you're, you do online marketing. But now in the, in the seven years, online marketing has become, you have you know analytics, you have paid ads, you have influencer marketing, you have social media marketing, you have email marketing, you have funnels and landing pages. Like there's just so many specialized things within um, online marketing now. And it's now pretty much impossible to be a master of all. Yeah. But do you suggest a student focusing on a specific area of online marketing, whether there's analytics and paperclip or whether it's social media management or do you think they should have a general knowledge of all of them, get those uh, basic level certifications? Um, what, do you, what do you think is a better move? I think that, so I'm going to put myself in their shoes. Like when I was graduating, I had no idea exactly what I wanted to focus on. And back when you and I graduated, like you said, there wasn't, you know, all of these specifications in areas of marketing. So if you know that you love writing, I would suggest that you get an internship writing content. That doesn't mean blogs because content is email marketing. Content is blogs. It's also titles. It's um, social media content, but content is also visual as well. So I would say if you know what you want to do, start in that area and really try to perfect it because that's going to set you up for that really great position. If you don't, 
start with all of those certifications. And if you hate Google Analytics through halfway through, then you know you don't want to do marketing analytics. <laughs> it's, it's interesting now that because LinkedIn allows you to uh, show your badges on it. So I recently, as my business, I need to understand digital marketing to grow my marketing college to career business. So I started doing digital marketer um, certification courses. Oh, and, LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. And so once I do the course, it gives me an option to show my certification with my certificate um, saying I am proficient. So if I go to my LinkedIn, it'll show I am a proficient at social media community management. Hmm. And so when you take something on Linda, so which Linda was purchased by LinkedIn Learning, so now it's all on it. You can, all that, even if you do any Google Analytics courses or any YouTube university or academy, that can show up on your LinkedIn. And so when employers are looking to you on LinkedIn, they're already seeing, it's one thing like before you used to say, I am proficient at Microsoft and Excel, right? <laughs> That's like, that used to be the, the resume thing. But a resume is such a biased document. But when you can go and take a course, whether it's through Google, whether it's through Linda, whether it's through X website, right, or service, and you have to take a test, it's no longer you being biased about what you're good at. Somebody else is giving you a stamp of credibility that mm -hmm. can help stand out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's just another thing to set you apart from everyone else looking. But it's also another trust verification that you know what you're talking about. Because so many times in interviews, I mean, essentially, you can say like, yes, I know this. I know for me, I, people say that I'm skilled in X or I'm skilled in Y, but then you start asking them more in depth. And so I'm like, well, you're not really skilled in it. You've just dabbled in it because there's a huge difference because if you're skilled in uh, like SEO optimization versus you know about it, those are two very different things. And the person that's skilled in it is going to have a leg up as opposed to the person who's dabbled in it. You know, and, and I think it really depends on the individual. Like you, if I say I manage a lot of people and my definition of a lot of people is 20 or more, mm -hmm. and then somebody else puts on their resume and I manage a lot of people and their definition of a lot of people is five people or more, right? And so you never know who the person you're interviewing with as a student what is their definition of what you have on it? And so whenever, that is why it's so important to quantify as much as you can on your resume. But even those types of certifications that you were talking about, that is the standard, that is the level. So if you, are, if you pass the, you know, the basics or you are at the advanced level of Google Analytics, that is you know, a third party that is saying that individual knows what they're talking about. And so mm -hmm. I think it's important. Another I, thing you talk, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to agree with you because I think that that's a great definition of what happens sometimes in interviews. I might think a skill means that you're highly proficient in it, but someone else might think, oh, I, I learned it in college. So I think that's a great definition of that. You know, even if, if you say, well, what if that works in my advantage? You know, mm -hmm. I think there's individuals that put on their resume words that make it seem like you did more or know more than you actually do. And that, you know, that might work to your advantage. You know what? You even might get the internship. You might get the job. But the problem is that once you're doing the job and your manager is disappointed because they feel like they got, they have buyer's remorse. And then 
that's I, I think it becomes worse because now if you do have an internship you might not get the full-time job offer and that could be the reason but anyways um let's let's move on to a topic that you talked about a lot of individuals you know get that mix up there's a little mix up of marketing and sales mm-hmm. a lot of these marketing roles are actually inbound call selling or outbound call, uh, call centers um, and you're right and even if you think about where we went to school the sales program is within the marketing department. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the difference between marketing and sales and how can students differentiate when they're applying for jobs? If this is truly a sales job that's with a marketing title, or is this really a marketing title as we know what marketing is? Well, I think so for me, when I was looking at positions, the sales jobs, as they were outlined, that said that they were marketing jobs, it was a lot of cold calling. So to me, sales goes along with cold calling, but not always. But you, I guess you can kind of think of it as when you're out there marketing yourself, really what you're doing is selling yourself. So I would maybe think of it as marketing is, or sales is a subset of marketing, but marketing entails a whole lot more. Marketing is kind of the umbrella and the sales part is the the direct selling to that person and marketing is the education and winning that person over and then the sales comes in kind of at the end. Perfect. Let's talk about your experience. You know, now you've been running your marketing agency for over four years now. What is, you know, what can you, what can students expect that want to go into marketing and they want to work for a smaller or boutique kind of marketing firm. And what are some of the pros of doing so versus working with a large agency or working for an internal marketing team for a large organization? Well, I, I can definitely talk about a smaller agency. I haven't ever worked in a bigger one, but honestly, I have some amazing mentors who have bigger agencies. And so I kind of see how everything works with them. But a smaller agency, um, I mean, the first thing is everyone's really close knit. So there's five people here right now and everyone knows what everyone's doing and everyone talks every day. So it's not like a big organization. Um, I would say that for us, I really rely on everyone here because at the end of the day, I can't do this all on my own. So having a really great team and people that I rely on, I think is something that a lot of people look for. They don't want to just be like a number in the company. They want to make a difference. And when you work with a smaller agency, you're working more so one-on-one with the clients and you have your own clients and can help them grow. And then I would say, um, once again, I can't really compare, but what I would say is that it's easier for us to change things and edit things than it is for a big corporation because you don't have to talk to a board we don't have multiple owners you just go hey i was thinking about changing this process or how we do this what are your thoughts on this and then we test it out see if it works and then go from there so i think those are like the main the main highlights of working for a smaller agency and i almost wonder if since you're expect or since you're kind of relied on more then maybe you get more in-depth experience because you're kind of wearing small hats in a little bit of areas like if you're here everyone answers the phone so you get phone and customer service um sometimes we brainstorm and help each other edit things or come up with better ads or better strategies 
So I would say that there's definitely positives or negatives, but um, to both a big agency and a smaller one. But I think it's nice to have a close knit community and group of people that are that you're involved with. What, from my experience, what I've seen is the bigger the company, the more specialized your role is within that company. So mm -hmm. you might be hired in the marketing department, but you might only be responsible for a specific account, maybe specifically look, uh, auditing their social media and, and you're only wearing one hat and you should just be an expert in that. And then the smaller the company, the more hats you have to wear. And so really depending on where you see your career goals and aspiration depends on whether a big firm or a smaller firm is better for you. If you have aspirations of later owning a, your own marketing agency, then you should work at a smaller one where you can understand how a whole business is run. Mm -hmm. But if you have um, aspirations to just be a department manager within a, a department part of marketing, then maybe for a large organization, um, that would be a better fit for you. Mm -hmm. So Karen, let's talk about this. So well, one of my favorite professors shared with me that everybody is a million dollar brand, right? That if, if you make $50,000 a year for 20 years, you've made a million dollars, meaning that you are a million dollar brand and that you should treat yourself like a million dollar brand. Mm -hmm. And so how would you suggest a students to market themselves online and how to, you know, what are some tools or what are some best practices if they were a brand that they should be doing and implementing? Well, I love that quote. I think it's great because I think a lot of times people undervalue the value of themselves and the brand that they've created. So um, I really think that if you're in college, it starts with LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is everything now. And so what you can do is, number one, make sure you have a great profile picture and make sure it's a professional one. So um, that's key. Number two, I would start asking for recommendations from professors that you know, because recommendations are really going to help you stand out. I would also say um, get the certifications that you just mentioned and have them posted on there. And then if you're comfortable with posting, I would post what you're doing, what you're looking for, maybe if you had a project, because at the end of the day, LinkedIn is a social platform. So putting yourself out there and kind of telling people what you're doing and what you're looking for, I think is great. And then also having samples of work, but following and interacting with people who you're interested in working with. So I'll give you an example. I've had a couple people reach out to me if we're hiring and they'll say, you know, I've been following you on LinkedIn for a while and I really like everything that you're doing. I just saw that you posted this position and I'd love to be considered. Well, to me, that's great because they already know my company. They already know who I'm looking for. They already know what kind of vibe we put out and how our company personality is. So I think start following and interacting with the people that you want to work with or even that you want to be your mentors. Because so many people, if you reach out to them and ask them to mentor you, would be so thrilled about helping you get to where you want to go in the future. What are, um, like, what are some tools that are simple to use that can help students maximize how they do with social media? So for example, for me, one tool that I suggest students to use is Canva. Mm -hmm. I think Canva is something that's easy and it allows them to, you know, create headers for them on LinkedIn, create different things on Instagram. 
but is there any other kind of tools similar to Canva or, you know, whether maybe it's like a buffer that allows them to post in different, what are, what are some tools that are easy for students to be able to manage their own personal brand and as well as to learn um, if they do want to go into marketing? Yeah. So I totally agree with Canva. Canva is amazing and it just allows you to do so many different things professionally. Um, we use Buffer for ourselves, so that's a social scheduling tool, and I believe that you can have a couple profiles for free. So you can add your LinkedIn profile on there, and you can even add your personal Facebook profile, because you, you wouldn't believe how many people I have reach out to me from like my college days or from like when I was serving and working in college that are like, hey, I see you're doing so well now. I actually started a business, and I want to talk to you, and that's just really cool, you know, because they've kept tabs. Um, I think any other items, let me try to think of, I'm trying to think of what I used or what could have helped me. Oh, um, I would say podcasts. So, um, I think you and I talked about this, the, how I built this podcast by NPR. Did we talk about that one? I don't think we did, but that sounds interesting. Oh gosh. It's so this is how I start my week. Every Monday it comes out at midnight and it's called how I built this. And it's a podcast about how these amazing companies built themselves up to be billion dollar brands. So this week is a rerun, but it's from Dyson, like the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. yeah it's how he started it. Um, the Spanx owner was on there, Airbnb, Instagram. I mean, it's incredible stories. So I would say, listen to those and get inspiration. And there's also one that I just started listening, listening to. It's all about failures. And um, let me look it up to see. Oh, Spectacular Failures by American Public Media. This one is really neat because it tells you what companies did wrong. And these aren't like small companies. Like the one that I listened to today was about U-Haul. I mean, that's a huge brand. And it just talks about how they ended up doing things wrong and how, you know, hopefully you take like little bits and pieces like, okay, if I work for this big company, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. But I would also say other things to help is, I said this before, but mentors, I can't tell you how fortunate I've been to find amazing people to turn to. And that's something that I didn't really have when I was in college. And I think it would have helped me with some decisions. But actually, you and I have a mentor in common that, that we did have in college, and that's Calvin. And he was that person that I went to like week over week. And they're like, oh, and he was in the career services department. So they were like, Hey, um, Caitlin's here again. He's like, Oh, don't make her wait. Just send her back. <laughs> How did Calvin take it when you told him that you got your job through Craigslist? Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't even. So I actually got the job like at the end of August and started in September. So I was, he like helped me a lot throughout the process. And I think I even asked him about this, but I don't even remember. I think he was just like, make sure this is legitimate and go for it if it's real. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So we, we, we're gearing down on time, but I do want to ask you two more questions. Um, what are top three influencers in the marketing space that you suggest every student that's interested in marketing should follow? Okay. Number one is Seth Godin. He's like the godfather of marketing. He has some amazing books out there. Number two is Social Media Examiner, and they are an industry leader in social media. 
And number three is moz.com. If you're interested in SEO, moz.com, moz.com is a great blog to follow and to watch. And they have whiteboard Fridays that kind of breaks things down as far as SEO. Love it. And then the last question is, is there, uh, what is the one thing you would want students to know listening to this podcast if they could only take away one thing? I think the one thing would be to make sure that when you're looking for a position, at the end of the day, you have to be happy. Because if you're not happy, then you're not going to do your best work. So all of those jobs that I turned down, those 30 interviews, I turned them down because I wasn't interested in it. So make sure you think of the interview as you interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. Ask them questions, come prepared. And the last question you should always ask are what are the next steps from here? That is awesome advice. You interview them just as much as they're interviewing you. Um, I really do believe that your first job out of college sets the foundation for your career. Mm -hmm. So, Kaylin, how can students connect with you? Great question. So I am on LinkedIn. Find me. You can, you can type in Caitlin Studi. Um, if you want to shoot me an email, I'm at Caitlin at SouthStreetMarketing.com. And I would love to answer any questions that you have because one of the passions that I have is giving back because UCF and the college life gave so much to me and so many experiences and I wouldn't be here without it. I will make sure to put her LinkedIn, her email, her company's website, all on the show notes. So make sure that if you're listening to this, you want to connect with Kaylin, that you go and read the show notes and just copy and paste. So Kaylin, again, thank you so much. You have been such an amazing guest. This has been such an amazing podcast. And for everybody listening, catch you on the next episode. If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend, have made it to the end of the podcast. I want to take some time to thank you and congratulate you for being different and taking control of your career, doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's going to set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job. Keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.